0: Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Season two is a practical treatise of fear by John Flavel. All these promises are provided by our tender Father for us against a day of straits and fears. And because he knew our weakness and how apt our fears would be to make us suspect our security by them, he hath, for the performance of them, Engaged his wisdom, power, care, faithfulness, and unchangeableness Second Peter two nine, Isaiah twenty seven two and three, 1 Corinthians sixteen nine, 1 Corinthians ten, thirteen, Isaiah forty three, one and two. In the midst of such promises so sealed. How cheerful and magnanimous should we be in the worst times and say, as David, Psalm 49, 5, Why should I fear in the day of evil? Let those that have no God to flee to, no promise to rely upon, let them fear in the day of evil. I have no cause to do so. But even from these most comfortable refuges in the promises, our own fears beat us. We are so scared that we mind them not, so as to draw encouragement, resolution, and courage from them. Thus the shields of the mighty are vilely cast away. So, for all the choice records of the saints' experiences, in all former troubles and distresses, God hath by a singular providence, aiming at our relief in future distresses, preserve them for us if danger threaten us, we may turn to the recorded experiences his people have left us of the strange and mighty influence of his providence upon the hearts of their enemies to shew them favor genesis thirty one twenty nine psalm sixteen four through six Jeremiah 15.11 There are also found the ancient rolls and records of the admirable methods of his people's deliverance contrived by his infinite and unsearchable wisdom for them when all their own thoughts have been at a loss and their understandings posed and staggered. Exodus fifteen six, Second Chronicles twenty twelve fifteen. 15. 2 Kings 19, 3 and 7 There are the recorded experiences of God's unspotted faithfulness, which never failed any soul that durst trust himself in its arms. Micah 6, 4 and 5 Joshua 7, 9 There are also to be found the records of his tender and most fatherly care for his children, who have been to him as a peculiar treasure in times of danger. Psalm forty seventeen, Deuteronomy thirty two ten eleven twelve, Isaiah forty nine sixteen, Jeremiah forty nine sixteen and thirty six seven, Second Chronicles sixteen nine. All these and many more supports and cordials are made ready to our hand, and provided for a day of trouble. But alas, to what purpose? If our own fears so transport us that we can neither apply them, nor so much as calmly ponder and consider them. Number three, to conclude, by these fears we are deprived of those manifold advantages we might gain, by the calm and composed meditations of our own death and the change it will make upon us. Could we sit down in peace and meditate in a familiar way upon death? Could we look with a composed and well-settled mind into our own graves and not be scared and frightened with the thoughts of death and startle whenever we take it, though but in our thoughts, by the cold hand. To what seriousness would these meditations frame us, and what abundance of evils would they prevent in our conversations? The sprinkling of dust upon new writing prevents many a blot and blur in our books and letters, and could we thus sprinkle the dust of the grave upon our minds It would prevent many a sin and miscarriage in our words and actions. But there is no profit or advantage redounding to us, either from promises, experiences, or death itself, when the soul is discomposed and put into confusion by its own fears. And thus you see some of those many mischievous effects of your own fears. Chapter 6. Prescribing the rules to cure our sinful fears and prevent these sad and woeful effects of them. Section 1. We are now come to the most difficult part of the work, viz. the cure of the sinful and slavish fear of creatures in times of danger, which, if it might, through the blessing of God, be effected, we might live at heart's ease in the midst of all our enemies and troubles, and, like the sun in the heavens, keep on our steady course in the darkest and gloomiest day. But before I come to the particular rules, it will be necessary for the prevention of mistakes— to lay down three useful cautions about this matter. Cautions. Number one caution. Understand that none but those that are in Christ are capable to improve the following rules to their advantage. The security of our souls is the greatest argument used by Christ to extinguish our fears of them that kill the body. Matthew 10, 28. But if the soul must unavoidably perish when the body doth, if it must drop into hell before the body be laid in the grave, if he that kills the body doth by the same stroke cut off the soul from all the means and possibilities of mercy and happiness forever, What can be offered, in such a case, to relieve a man against fear and trembling? Number two, caution. Expect not a perfect cure of your fears in this life. Whilst there be enemies and dangers, there will be some fears working in the best hearts. If our faith could be perfected, our fears would be perfectly cured. But whilst there is so much weakness in our faith, there will be too much strength in our fears. And for those who are naturally timorous, who have more of this passion in their constitution than other men have, and those in whom melancholy is a rooted in chronic disease, it will be hard for them totally to rid themselves of fears and dejections though in the use of such helps and means as follow, they may be greatly relieved against the tyranny of them and enabled to possess their souls in much more tranquility and comfort. Number three, caution. Whosoever expects the benefit of the following prescriptions and rules must not think the reading or bear remembering of them will do the work, but he must work them into his heart by believing and fixed meditation and live in the daily practice of them. It is not our opening of our case to a physician, nor his prescriptions and written directions that will cure a man, but he must resolve to take the bitter and nauseous potion, how much soever he it to abstain from hurtful diet, how well soever he loves it. If ever he expect to be a sound and healthful man, so it is in this case also. These things premised the rules. Number one rule. The first rule to relieve us against our slavish fears is seriously to consider and more thoroughly to study the covenant of grace within the blessed clasp and bond whereof all believers are. I think the clear understanding of the nature, extent, and stability of the covenant and of our interest therein would go a great way in the cure of our sinful and slavish fears a covenant is more than a naked promise in the covenant god hath graciously consulted our weakness fears and doubts and therefore proceeds with us in the highest way of solemnity confirming his promises by oath hebrews 6:13 and 17 and by his seals romans 6:11 putting himself under the most solemn ties and engagements that can be to his people, that from so firm a ratification of the covenant with us, we might have strong consolation. Hebrews 6.18 He hath so ordered it that it might afford strong supports and the most reviving cordials to our faint and timorous spirits in all the plunges of trouble both from within and from without in the covenant god makes over himself to his people to be unto them a god jeremiah 31:33 hebrews 8:10 wherein the lord bestows himself in all his glorious essential properties upon us to the end that whatsoever his almighty power infinite wisdom and incomprehensible mercy can afford for our protection support deliverance direction pardon or refreshment we might be assured shall be faithfully performed to us in all the straits fears and exigencies of our lives this God expects we should improve by faith as the most sovereign antidote against all our fears in this world, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine, when thou passest through the waters I will be with thee etc Isaiah 41:10 Fear not for I am with thee be not dismayed for I am thy God This concludes part 16 of John Flavel's a practical treatise of fear.